Hey, welcome to the Blind Hatter Podcast. This is episode one. Yep, it's number one. Let's see what happens with this. My name is Shane, and we are on May 3rd, 2019. With that, let's go. That's right. There's the sound. There's the noise. Hey, if you are a local musician and would be interested in doing a uh, bumper for starting off and closing out the podcast, by all means, get a hold of me at podcast at theblindhatter.com. That's two T's. I'm not a hater. I am a hatter. Um, Let us go over to the shout out this week's shout out is to benton city chamber of commerce why did i choose them well quite simply old dakota and wendy have been extraordinarily helpful in getting this started giving me advice and just plain being great cheerleaders and saying that i can do this so thank you very much and happy 70th chamber So what's the goal of this podcast? Well, to be quite honest, it is all about Benton City and things relating to it. It's citizens, it's sports, it's whatever relates to Benton City. That's what we're doing. I am broadcasting out of Benton City, which makes it nice. And you'll probably see me wandering around in my lovely Halloween Hawaiian shirt. And if you get a chance, say hi. And if you have a question or want to make a comment, by all means, I am interested in them. So the other question would be, why Blind Hatter? Well, to be honest, if you meet me, you'll find out that my eyes are less than perfect. And Hatter, well, quite often I feel like I am the Mad Hatter. Lastly on the startup is, you see my wall? It's a lovely wall, but it is full of WWE and pop culture because my daughter thought she would be a podcaster and then amazingly thought that she would make better money if she went to college. I supported it, but the wall didn't come down. What I need is swag from Benton City's different events. It can be posters, it can be buttons, it can be t-shirts. And it can be from anywhere. I am good with both commercial and nonprofit. If it is related to Benton City, let's get it up on that wall. It would be a nice thing to share with others. By the way, Aragorn is over here making sure I do everything right. On to our next fun thing. Well, maybe not so fun. This comes out of a Facebook conversation happening That started with uh, Eva, make sure I've got this right, Eva Jensen. She noticed that there were a lovely amount of ticks showing up in her yard, and we are having conversations, hearing other people talk about it well. I can't believe the number of pictures that showed up, so I thought it might be a good idea to talk about ticks. And here we go. First off, 
we have Western Black-Legged, American Dog, and Rocky Mountain Wood. The Western Black typically are more of a uh, West Side tick, but they produce Lyme disease. Thank you there, tick. The American Dog is very uh, popular over on this side. Uh, they like pets more than humans, but they'll try out a human uh, just because. And then, of course, the Rocky Mountain Wood tick gives you Rocky Mountain Fever. I would not be wanting to hang out with these too much. So how do we help reduce these things coming into our yard? The overall thing, and the one thing I forgot to put in this uh, picture, is you want to keep your moisture down. They love moisture, therefore that's where they will seek, and you want to help dry out. So you want to do grass mowed and shrubs trimmed. This makes it possible for you to spot them, less po possibility for them to hide. It's a good thing all around, and besides, your neighbors will probably appreciate it too. You want to avoid putting those things, your place, kids' play stuff, in the sagebrush or tall grass or even close to it. If you're out on the outer edges of the city, you probably want to move those kids' things closer because we don't want them showing up on your toddlers. Lastly, they say, hey, this is coming from the Washington State Department of Health. You want to put wood chips or mulch underneath the play areas, both for animals and your children. Uh, I'm not quite sure why, but I'm going to guess there's something to do with the chemical base that might run them off. If you know exactly why, by all means, you can post comments in the uh, inf options below. Uh, speaking of those below, be positive on these things. So here's some fun stuff. Uh, you want to do... Uh, Wandering around in that tall grass, first step is wear light colored long sleeves. The reason why is that you can spot them better. The other thing is, is you want to have tight knit shirts so those little buggers can't grab hold of your shirt and hang out with you. Pants, long pants for obvious reasons. Then here, if you want to go nerdy, you can put your pants in your socks this makes it way more possible for you to be protected instead of them utilizing that loose knit in the sock to climb right up your legs. You also want to try to use bug repellent. I do know that they have uh, treatments out there where you can treat your clothes if you're going to be out there on a regular basis in the tall grass and things like that. So what happens after you've been out in the tick land? Well, first thing, find a trusted friend, family member, spouse, partner, somebody that you really tr trust. Why? Because you're going to do a whole body check on yourself. Yes, whole body. Those little guys love the parts that we're not going to talk about, and that's why you need a trusted individual. The other thing that the Department of Health recommends is a shower or bath within two hours. That way you can A, check, and B, make sure that they get off you quickly. And oh, there is Ferris Bueller giving a lovely rendition. Keep singing it there, Mr. Bueller. Tick removal. The tweezer, not fingers aspect is very real. And by the way, isn't that a disgusting picture? 
they had a, a animated gif that actually showed the whole thing oh my gosh is it disgusting you want to have a steady pull and not a jerk going back to the finger thing the fingers are just too big to get down at where you can see it in that picture right down at the base of its head and going back to the study steady pull not jerk if you do a slow and steady it will not leave any parts of its body in you as soon as that bad boy is out you want to disinfect wash your hands wash the tweezers then something i didn't know is you want to mark the calendar date of when these things this happens so that if you get sick you have a remembrance of why it happened and I'm looking through here and realizing I skipped a very important part the home remedies of a lighter scaring them off or Vaseline not a good plan it literally ticks them off they get all upset and they get produce more saliva which is toxic and causes you to have a greater sickness or more likely to get sick some things that I didn't have time to put on a pretty little picture is that I made a few calls to the local professional lawn care people and they said the price tag ranges between $60 and $135 if you have between a 3,000 foot and, or square foot and a 10,000 square foot lawn they spray for ticks ants fleas some of them will do grubs um, and other nasty type deals uh, I did try to call a particular company Sensky, <clears throat> who uh, wouldn't quote me over the phone but wanted to send one of their fine specialists to my door to discuss it in person that type of approach is not my particular favorite, but if it's yours, you go for it. Uh, for your do-it-yourselfer types, the you can buy those bags of granules that you can spread out with a spreader. The price range is about ten to thirty dollars, depending on where you go. I know that Pat Notes is selling a ten-pound bag ranging around fifteen dollars plus tax. Well, I've got it this far, right up to the time where I start talking about the interview I had with the Coalition for a Healthy Benton City. This is a new organization, and while this is a 20-minute long interview, I think it has a lot of good information, and I hope you enjoy it. Okay. All right, this is Shane from the Blind Hatter Podcast. We are with Vanessa and Jesse who are a part of the leadership of the Coalition for a Healthy Benton City. Obviously, the first question, an easy question is, so what is the Coalition about? Well, I think for us, the Coalition is to help Benton City exclusively, to help and care for our people in this community, and that starts from the ground up with the students who are at school, leading into the families, and then our community members as a whole to help improve things. Um, it's in our name. Healthy Benton City, we want to help by making everybody a little bit healthier, mm -hmm. whether it be from drugs, alcohol, marijuana, or tobacco use. That's our main focus here. Okay. That, that's what she said <laughs> on the spot. I mean, it, it's basically bringing 
looking at the gaps in the, in the community, what are the challenges in the community, focusing on those four areas, and then bringing awareness and help to families and students that, that are struggling with those challenges, and making you know pretty much a Ben City a healthier place to be, and recognizing that where there is help there um, uh, in this community, and a bunch of people that are willing to, are passionate and compassionate about the city and trying to help those city and, and as a whole. Yeah, I definitely agree. I was amazed how ex much excitement was happening with the recent events that you had with the national drug take back mm -hmm. and I wasn't able to see the hidden in plain sight program but I guess we doubled in the numbers yeah. in the attendance of that uh, do you guys want to talk about what you saw there what was positive how you know what kind of feedback you got I think in general the feedback we got was thank you for doing it uh, the national take back event a lot of people showed up and just like hey Thank you for doing this. I had this for a year, two years, so since my parents passed away or my grandpa passed away or whatever, and they had a big, you know, bag of, of uh, expired uh, pills that they just had there, and so a lot of them were appreciated at what we did, and so we're looking into whole helping uh, the community actually have a permanent place that there is a, a central place that people can take their, their expired drugs or leftover drugs that they didn't use at all. So it's very important because it, it takes it out of the hands of kids um, you know oftentimes we leave bottles on, on the counters or whatnot and, you know look like candies or whatever and they're different colors and whatnot and it looks tempting to taste and they, you know it could be something pretty bad and you can take a, a youngster into the hospital for taking it so having said that I mean it's, it's gonna help a lot of families and make it this place a safe more safer and a healthier place I definitely appreciate the take back because I know when my uh, my father passed away I had bags yeah. of things and didn't know what to do with it. Uh, do you guys have an idea about how many? I know that uh, how many drugs that you've got collected or anything? On that, that specific day, no. We, I mean, there's no weight. We, I mean, we didn't have a scale or, yeah. or whatnot. We couldn't even touch the drug. We just say, we can't touch it. You just dump it there. And knowing that we probably had close to two to three boxes full of, of uh, drugs and the DEA came uh, one of the questions was, you know, you're not going to throw it back in the toilet or in the sink, right? You <laughs> know, DEA actually confiscated it, uh, took it, and uh, they put it in a incinerator. Yeah, in, in incinerator. It's yeah. not safe to dump your pills down the sink. Yeah. Okay. People yeah. do that traditionally, think that if it just goes down the garbage disposal, that it's safe, but everything that we put down in the water ends up back in the water, and that makes it un unsafe for our environment. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's a really good covering of both the uh, environment and also, I appreciate the incinerary aspect because a lot yeah. of times people say, oh yeah, we're going to collect them. It's safer <laughs> yeah. to yeah. destroy yeah. the medications that way versus trying to put it down in the water system like that. People think they can just do it at home and that's not the best way to go at all. No. And some people don't even, even know it's a bad yeah. thing. So um, giving that opportunity and alternative, just bring it to us and we'll take care of it the right way. Very exciting. I appreciate that and I'm glad that the coalition was able to be a part of that. Um, I know that you had these events. Is there any other projects or programs or upcoming events or things that you would like to start making the community aware of that's coming? Uh, as far as national events, we have, I don't have any. We don't have anything coming up. Uh, but there's some local events that the coalition really wants to get a part of. Some town hall meetings that we want to 
uh, gather the community together and let them know what we're doing. Let them know the challenges. Look, look at the data. Bring and, awareness. And, and bring awareness to the, to the community as a whole. Uh, we're also planning on doing some kind of a community barbecue or yeah. a sandwich or a feed some, somewhat. And a community just, picnic. Yeah, so they could come and have the whole family come out together and just develop. You know, it, there's a saying, you know, it takes a tribe to raise a child, but there's also a saying that community, uh, there has to be community to change the community. So uh, coming together and building a collaborative, collaborative approach, having everybody come together and try to just basically make it more healthier and, and yeah. fun to be in. Yeah. yeah, I can definitely see it. I know that in a recent recently I started a neighborhood watch in yeah. my own community, small neighborhood, <laughs> and it That's was amazing awesome. the difference of behavior and a willingness to talk to each other. There's a lot of people that you're like they'll wave at you, but Nobody really it. knows our neighbors yeah. anymore. Yeah. You know, many of our neighbors, you know, we see each other outside. We come out, hey, how you doing? And we had somebody need some lawn mowing, and we talked about it. And during the snow, every group came out. So, yeah, I definitely can see how having the community more aware. Uh, do you feel that if it, the whole family comes, that conversations will be able to be started in the home? Meaning... You know, if both the kids and the parents are at the same event where there is discussion of how to deal with both legal and illegal drugs, does that, do you feel that that's going to start conversations in the home? I think that's our main intention is to educate everybody, but also once you have the students involved and the families come along with it, that creates that opportunity for dialogue and kind of open things up for parents to discuss things at home. Because ultimately we can't really tell parents how to parent their children, you know, to each their own, but at least we're there to provide that information and that knowledge and give them an opportunity that they can start that discussion at home and talk about those kind of things. Mm -hmm. that, that is a, a great thing, but providing the opportunity, because oftentimes we get so busy with, with parents, get so busy with life, that we just allow our kids to play on the Xbox or on the computer games or on the phones. There's, there is no communication. So oftentimes we miss those signals, we miss those red flags, we miss those those uh, opportunities at times that maybe our kid is, is doing something that we don't know about. We yeah. just think that they're doing something and we're busy in our lives. So if we can bring that the opportunity of family coming together, that we'll begin a dialogue of, of hey, you know what, well, I just seen that, you know, here in our community there's percentage of kids you know drinking and driving or the low percentage of doing drugs you know what do you th what's your thought about it and actually have a real dialogue with their with their kids I think that's the that's the thing that we want to take place at home especially so I'm really glad we did the hidden plain sight yeah that really opened up the eyes to a lot of parents that had no idea about just that typical class or bedroom of an average teenager of what's on the ground and what's there and not knowing that these could be the signs of drug paraphernalia could be signs of prescription abuse or something else along those lines that they had no idea, yeah. you know, because everyone thinks that, you know, as a parent myself, you're thinking that, no, it's not going to be my kid. You know, everyone always says that about their kid, but you know what? It's got to be somebody's kid mm -hmm. that starts it <laughs> or somebody's kid's doing it and yeah. it goes around. And so having that event, I think that really helped a lot of parents go, you know what? Let me take a look in your kid's room because he's right. You know, kids go home, parents are doing their thing and the kids are in the room doing their thing and doors are closed and... You know, maybe they might come together for dinner. We don't know. And so there's no communication at all whatsoever. Parents don't really ask their kids anymore, how was school? What did you do today? What did you learn today? Mm -hmm. Nothing and like that. You'd be shocked of the mechanisms and the things that they have now that look like a regular soda can, but it's so alcohol. Sneaky. So know? sneaky. 
it, it's just it's just amazing. I mean, US little USB device you can smoke marijuana through. I mean, yeah, what? Yeah, <laughs> it looks like a flash drive. It looks yeah. like your flash drive for your computer, but it's it's not. It's yeah. not at all. Yeah. Oh my god. They have pen devices <laughs> yeah. as well. Yeah. So there's a lot of the gadgets out there. Like me, parents. I mean, there's actually uh, back in the day there was uh, you know lip balm. You know the little thing like you right. lip balm. You can put it. It's actually drugs. And, yeah. the, and the, the kids will intake it, but it looked like lip balm, but it wasn't. So if, if the parents are, are out and, uh, you know, really are not aware of the mechanisms and the things that these kids are using, oftentimes they can do it in front of a parent's face and not even know. they don't even know. Especially the sneaky clothing line. Yeah, absolutely. All right, the the whole USB thing is kind of blowing my mind here. <laughs> you gotta so, see it. No, I don't want to see it. The more you know, the better. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm actually fortunate that all three of my kids they're they've made it out. They're <laughs> two of them got their they're degrees adults. now. My youngest is about to get her degree, so yeah. I'm like, okay, whew, I dodged several bullets. Let's hope it just keeps going. But wow, that's amazing. Yeah. What, those types of things. Yeah, I didn't that, know about that, either one. That's just the marijuana side of it and stuff yeah. like that. There's there's actually vaping alcohol, which looks like a normal basketball what? pump. Yeah, basketball pump. And they put it on top of the bottle and they pump it like a regular pump and then they inhale the vapors out of there. It looks just like a normal basketball, like a tire little pump or a basketball pump, but it's actually a mechanism to get drunk um, with, with alcohol. And if, <laughs> if you would see it laying down anywhere in your, in, in your kids' Uh, bedroom or even the living room, you would think it was just a pump to pump up a basketball or football or anything. Uh, wow. So yeah, so there's a lot of stuff out there that our kids are, are using nowadays that you would be shocked. Alright, well the camera's not seeing me, but <laughs> I think you guys can attest to my face just going, what? Yeah. What? Yeah. Your mouth is still on the floor here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and parents were shocked that night at, at the event. They are like, what they're like they're just blown away and so we invite next year when we come bring it back up to be a participant of it because it's really yeah there's food. check it out in plain sight yeah and so it is actually coming back next year yeah that's yes. really good it's definitely know. the works to come back next year okay um moving down here a bit um in the future are we there is the coalition looking at doing some coping coping skills and mental health type programs i believe so yeah we are definitely if we don't bring a, a program we're definitely going to bring some training um yes. uh, so people can can uh, look at that uh, uh we're all also looking at some other things and some trainings we're going to bring into the community that will help the community out but first thing first we want to look at the data and what are really the greatest challenges here in the city and really just approach it in that sense and again bring awareness to the community bring some trainings to the community and people that want to get involved they can Okay, that's, yeah, I, for me, mental health is always a thing, yeah. and coping skills, because right. I know that if you don't have the coping skills, and a lot of times it, they call it self-medicating, mm -hmm. the, the kids are going to do what it needs, but mm -hmm. they need to stop it, whether it's the right thing or not, so I'm glad to know that that is something that you guys are looking at. Uh, what kind of groups are the, is the coalition brought in obviously we have you guys mm -hmm. uh, what other types of members of the city of the city community are coming in to be a part of this 
Well, I mean, mean, sectors. Yeah, sectors. Yeah. So there's a law enforcement. Yeah. Youth uh, serving agencies. Uh, There's also uh, hospital. Yep. Sectors, media sectors, local businesses. We're trying to get parents involved, uh, students here at our school involved as well, and people from our religious community as well, and just trying to get everybody to make sure that we're getting a good representation of who's here in town. That way we can all come together and get these different kind of perspectives and resources so that we can actually accomplish some really good things here for the city. Mm-hmm. And that leads to the next question. Mm-hmm. How can a citizen, everyday citizen, get involved with this program, with the coalition, if that's something they would like to do? Oh man, uh, we, we just finalized our regular meeting, so it's the second Monday of every month uh, from 1 to 2 uh, here at the uh, Kaibi High School. Boardroom. Boardroom, yeah. So if they're willing to come and, and be a part of that, they can. Um, and uh, they can come in a meeting and uh, just be a part of that and see what we can do together. There's plenty of room. There is. There's a big table here. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> we have plenty of chairs. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Come on down. Well, and that's a really good thing to know and have people be aware of a lot of times we hear about coalitions we hear about committees but you know we're kind of nervous about whether or not to get involved or how we get involved or if we can get involved so knowing that they can come to the meeting yep. our doors are a great open. thing yeah so the expectations of, of both things is one expectation that we ask if we want to be involved is number one investment in time uh, because it takes time to to change and, and develop relationships and also, uh, if you know any kind of data or any information that you have that may help the coalition steer us in a, in a direction that it's, most, it's mostly needed at. So we want many voices, many opportunities to come and say, hey, this is where I see this problem at, or this is what I see in the community, this is where I see my young kids are involved in, this is what they're saying. We need to know that, because if we don't know, we can't affect it. So. It's something that we, we really want everybody to come together as a, as a community, change the community. All right, I, that's, I'm glad to know that people can come and get involved. I think, as you said, having more people involved and making them aware makes it easier for that communication and sending it out to their yeah. particular groups. Absolutely, yeah. Um, one last question here. What drew you guys to this particular cause? Um, well, I got tapped on the shoulder by one of our coalition <laughs> members, Mr. Bernardo Castillo. He uh, was my first year to the district and first year to the city. And as a school counselor, um, he was like, wow, you know, because I would go on home visits with him. And he's like, you're really pretty, you know, trying to get involved here. I'm like, yeah, man, this is going to be my school now. So I'm trying to coach sports, talking. So have more involvement with the kids so they see me and then doing home visits he wasn't used to school counselors coming in and doing home visits he thought that that was you know maybe something that only he was delegated to do and I'm like no I'm down for ride-alongs because when we conduct our home visits it's saying hey to the parent or whoever's at home we're here from the district you're we're not here to like chew you out or anything like that we're here to help and let you know that if you need anything just call us just give us that chance to help you and let you know that we're on your side because we really ultimately want your kid in school. We want them to learn and we want them to live and grow and be in an environment in the classroom where everybody's safe. You know, bullying here at school, all that stuff, we want to take care of that stuff. And so for me as a counselor, that was just like my line. And so when he's asking me like, hey, you know, 
you seem like you really want to help out the people here in the city. And I'm like, yeah, they, I see it where the struggles are. I see it when I do the home visits. I see it in the classroom because what's happening in the classroom is coming from what's happening at home, you know? And so they're all kind of connected. He's like, well, we're trying to put something together here. Would you want to be involved? I'm like, oh, heck yeah, I want to be involved. I want to help as much as I can. And something like this for this city, I think it's a great idea. It's something that's been a long time needed. Well, you talking about home visits makes me go, hmm, we might have to have a uh, <laughs> interview just on that. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead, Jesse. I mean, uh, it's one of my passions. I've been dealing with uh, prevention and intervention uh, for since 1995. So you're looking at that. Uh, yeah, I, I may look 21, but I'm a little bit on the <laughs> older side. But uh, that's one of my passions. I love youth. I love community. Um, been uh, active in their community for a long time as far as the Tri-City area. But uh, when, when you, we deal with a community that needs help and gaps be filled, it's almost almost the same community, different approaches, uh, but same same challenges, uh, looking at the drugs, vaping, use problem, behavioral, whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, it, it's the same way, how do you approach it? Again, depending on the, on the, on the community. So I'm very passionate for that. I, I'm passionate for youth. I'm passionate for the community communities. Um, so that, that's what draw me here is for the reason of, of uh, I, I was one of them. I was a former drug addict, a former gang member. Um, so I know the ins and outs of what it is. And I wish something would like this could have happened to me when I was young or an organization say, pull me by my ears and say, hey, this, this is what's happening. And also my parents, my parents didn't know nothing about what I was doing. So uh, and educating my, my parents and educating myself and say, hey, if you continue this way, this is what's gonna happen to you. I think my life would have been different. Uh, so now uh, I know that if, if we have passionate people, committed people, people who wanna make a difference in the community, this community will change uh, with the approaches and strategies that we have implemented. I think we can do it and we can do it together. And, uh, and really the bottom line is our kids uh, be the future of Benton City. And what is that going to look like? It's going to look like a community coming together and making an effort to change. And we need to come together as a whole and uh, help our kids. You know, I think I'm going to leave it right there. I was <laughs> going to ask one more question or give final thoughts, but I think you nailed it there. So I really appreciate the time. Uh, I'm excited for the group. I look forward to checking in on you guys in the, in the probably six to 12 months out, see where you guys are at from yeah. it, and appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, that was Vanessa and uh, Jesse. Great people. I appreciated the opportunity to talk to them and the fact that they were willing to take the time with me. Um, we have, moving on, a photo of the week. Someone actually was able to get that in and what we have is a photo from Susan and of the sunset this recently. I find that it is absolutely lovely and I am very grateful that Susan was willing to share that with us. Okay, sorry about the pause. I'm having a little bit of a technical difficulty here. Um, we're supposed to have the calendar of event pop up. Let's see. Ah, there it is. With the calendar of event, this will be for next couple of weeks, actually. Um, starting off on May 4th, that is this Saturday, 
Starting at 9 o'clock, we have a Wildfire Community Preparedness Day at Kybe Market. They are going to be sharing with us how to make our homes a little safer. I know that for me personally, emergency preparedness is a important deal and I work with it both in my church and at my home. So I'm excited to see what the fire department has to offer for us and also prepare us for uh, the community as a whole when and hopefully not when, but if it ever happens, we have a fire near our actual city. Um, also on May 4th, we have uh, a 9 a.m. beginning of 2019 Spring Fling Bucket Series. Uh, this is happening at the Benton County Junior Fair and Rodeo. Uh, I'm not quite sure what that is, but I, in the days of paying attention to horses, it sounds like it will be a fun adventure with the few things I was able to see on their website. So by all means, get out to their Facebook page and see what they are doing. By the way, for any of you Star Wars people out there, may the 4th be with you. The May 5th has a noon to 4 rock painting social. This is being uh, hosted by the, uh, oh, it's the Friendship Kitchen. I keep trying to get another organization mixed up with them that is also a very good organization, but this is the Friendship Kitchen that is sponsoring this. Uh, also on May 5th at 10 a.m., there is a Cinco de Mayo Taco Trail ride. This is going to be starting up at the Horn Rapids County Park. Again, if you are a horse person and you love to trail ride, it's a time to bring that horse out and do that. May 7th, starting at 7 p.m. Oh, this is a little bit of uh, shameless plugging here. Uh, I will be live streaming the city council meeting. It's also going to be in the uh, city hall building off of Dale. Uh, by all means, go and get there involved in person, but if you can't do that, then definitely this live streaming should help you. Uh, I don't edit. I don't cut. It is a live stream and no commentary being on it. My goal for these live streams is to just get the information out there. The only things that I can't do are the things you normally can't do in person, which is executive sessions. May 7th, 1 to 3 p.m., there is a mother-daughter tea party at the community center. This is being hosted by the Benton City Chamber of Commerce. Um, what a nice thing to do to have moms and daughters get together right before Mother's Day. By the way, the young men and fathers who need to remind their children Mother's Day is coming. Be sure to do a card, get those flowers, do something great for your mom. Another event happening on May 11th is Inland Empire Century Bike Ride. Uh, I don't know if you, there's still option to enter this, but my big concern and the reason I wanted to make sure it was on this podcast is that you're going to have a lot of bicycles running around on OIE and I believe Kennedy and possibly going through the town. Hey, they're going to be tired. They're riding a 100-mile ride in one day. 
um, they need to have the courtesy of us being willing to move over and give them some space as they ride. Uh, it is an annual event, so let's go ahead and give them the roads. May 15th is this is actually a school district piece of information. There is going to be no early release that day. They're trying to make up those snow days, and this is going to be one of them. May 16th, 4 p.m., summer safety event happening at the Prosser Memorial Health Benton City Clinic. That is on the corner of 7th and Dale, if you're unfamiliar with, the, with their organization. They're going to be doing things to make sure your kids are safe while they enjoy the summer. Lastly, on May 17th, 9 a.m. to 2 p.m., there is going to be a blood drive up at the uh, high school. Uh, they had PAC on this. I have to admit, I don't know what that means. I'm going to assume it's a building location. Uh, so make sure you get up there. Blood drives are always good. They always need blood for the various accidents, especially as summer kicks in. We're going to be having people who are driving, greater increase in that driving and moving along quickly. Uh, we want to limit those accidents, but when the accidents happen, it's great to have a good supply of blood waiting. Well, that's coming to, we're coming to the end of this uh, episode. I appreciate if you're still here and listening that you're willing to do so. We've had a few technical glitches going on, but hey, it's the first episode. If it's the 10th and the 20th and I'm still having tons of glitches, then by all means write me some hate mail and we'll see what we can do to fix that. Um, let's see here. If you have anything you want to send in, whether it be event dates, shout outs, photos of the week, topic ideas, send me some uh, good positive love, by all means send it to podcast at theblindhatter, again, two T's, theblindhatter.com. Uh, it's a great means of getting the information out. Also, as a reminder, I really want some Benton City things on this wall. Aragorn wants it too. He's getting kind of lonely. Maybe if you had a, a stand-up cowboy guy that could hang out with him or gal, either way, he it would be great. Anything Benton City, posters, pictures, events, the old event calendar, uh, posters going on, just whatever to make that wall a Benton City wall, it would be great. I think I've covered all my bases with that. Thank you, and next podcast will probably be in two weeks. I am learning just how much it takes to make sure a show is put together, let alone make it right. So as I'm learning, it'll probably be every two weeks. We'll see what happens in the future. By all means, share, like this information. The You can find me at www.theblindhatter.com or look me up on Facebook, The Blind Hatter. And with that, thank you and see ya. <laughs>